0: And to thank God for his grace that has kept you, his grace that has sustained you, his grace that has kept your mind, his grace that has been sufficient. Are there any benefactors that benefit from the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Show some sign this morning that you are appreciative of the grace of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh man, where would we be? What would we be? If it had not been for the grace of God, let me say it again: Where would we be? What would we be if it was not for the amazing grace of God? Come on, to put those hands together one more time. Amen. We thank God for our music ministry and our leading us in worship as we. God, use them through music to prepare our hearts and our minds to be able to receive a word from the Lord. To all of our first-time guests, just wave at me again. I'm so excited that you're here with us this morning. Amen. We're so glad that you're here. You could be anywhere else. Let's be honest. You could still be asleep. Amen. But you woke up this morning, and we are so glad, so glad that you are here with us this morning for the Hope World Experience as we come together corporately to be able to lift up the name of Jesus um once again Elder Williams told you to fill out the business card the connections card and place it in the offering basket during offertory time that's our point of contact we want to say thank you again for coming to worship with us because you did not have to be here we're so ecstatic so excited um, that you're here worshiping with us this morning those that are watching online we on YouTube and Facebook I saw you on YouTube amen we're so glad that you're here worshiping watching us from wherever you are in fact if you watch it on YouTube, youtube put it in the comments section where you watch it from if you're on facebook do the same thing put in the comments section on where you are watching from because again we're so excited that you have tuned in um, to watch with us this morning amen it's just good to be alive y'all my goodness I tell you it is good to be alive and well I used to think my gr- my father uh, brother Hunter I would ask my dad every father's day every Christmas every birthday I said daddy what do you want he would just always say I-, I got everything that I want I got my family I got good health I'm thinking to myself you don't want a new truck you don't want no clothes you don't want no money but now that I have a family and I'm older now I understand what Eddie was saying because having good health that's more than any money that you can have having a family that's more than any money I'm telling you all there is some stuff um, that's money cannot buy money don't get me wrong money can get you a lot of stuff hey, amen but, but there are some things that money cannot get you and we just thank God that he has allowed us to be able to breathe this air one more time amen listen I am just just ecstatic about what god is doing here at the world well. i hope that we have not become so common um, to what god is doing here the hope well that nothing excites us anymore i tell you every time god does something small or big i am excited because i recognize the fact that god does not have to use us amen i wish i had a witness there i realize god does not have to use us but i'm so 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 grateful um that he does a, a writer from the southern of reached out to me a few weeks Ago. He said, Pastor, I saw on Facebook uh, what you're doing with adopting Lewis School. I want to do an article on it. I said, absolutely. Call me whenever you want to meet. Call me up. We talked, did an interview over the phone. He met uh, met Sister Ross and I over at Lewis School. Over at Lewis School, we took a picture, put that in the paper. I don't know if you all saw it in the paper. We shared it on Facebook. You should have shared it on Facebook. Share. Put half this in the Southern Illinois. Amen. <laughs> I got to get this, take this over to Hobby Lobby, get it in a nice frame, to put it up on the wall in the hallway, amen. But from that, the blessing from that, I keep telling you all week in and week out that people don't give to need. People give to vision, people give to vision. People don't give to need, people give to vision. People do not give to need. Everybody has a need, but people will sow and give into vision. Right after that article was published, I had received a text message from a business owner who said, Pastor, I love seeing what World is doing for the community and adopting a school. He said, hey, my business wants to fund all the gift cards that you want to give to the teachers for their birthday. I said, what you say? I said, if you just let me know how many you need. Listen, I keep everything in my phone. I was able, he couldn't even get it out quick enough. I'd already sent them how much we how many more we need and how much we are on the gift card. He said, Stop by the office and pick up the check whenever you're ready. I said, sure will I be there. People give to vision. And not just need. We ought to celebrate what God is doing here at 400 East Main Street on the northeast side of Car- I said we ought to be praising God for what how God is working through Hopewell Missionary Baptist Church. The place where the Spirit of God never runs dry. Man, I tell you, I am just overjoyed. So excited. More, more, more. more. You, you think that's just it? I got some more to share doing offering. Amen. I got more to share doing offering about what God is doing here. But grab your Bibles and go with me to Luke chapter 5. There is a word from the Lord. Luke chapter 5. I tell you, it don't take much for me. It don't take much for me. Don't take much for me at all. Luke chapter 5, verses 4 through 7. Luke 5, 4 through 7. It is our custom to stand for the reading of reverence of God's word. If you're able to stand, if you can't stand, that's all good. But if you can stand, it's good just to be able to stand. And while we're doing that, I am so glad that we have two new additions to our mother's ministry here at the, world, at the well. Amen. Mother Tessie. Amen. And Mother Lynette Moore. Come on, help, well, help me praise God. I tell you, you all know, you all know my, my, my love for church. mothers go all the way back to 1991. Amen. Sit on that second row at Faith Deliverance Church Baptist on 15th Street on the west side of Chicago. With Mother Sarah Dawson. I cried every Sunday in church. I literally, I cried all the way up until I was about maybe... Eight, what'd you say? No, it wasn't 10. About eight and a half, nine years old, I cried, Alex. I cried every week, every week in church. In fact, Reverend Clark did not start preaching until he looked over at me to see if I was crying. It was that bad. But then one Sunday, Mother Dawson turned around and caught my attention. She said, she did the little finger. said, come here. I said, who, me? She said, yeah, I said, me? So I went and sat with mother Dawson. And, you know, back then, you know, we're, we're in this new age of church now. There were certain times in the worship experience that you dared not walk amen amen because listen we call them ushers they were security cards security guards then that were on the door that even have to say nothing they looked at you with their white glove and told you to stop in the name of love and don't you walk down an aisle to do nothing and so we have those type of ushers back then. that faith deliverance amen they had the, the usher badge it like a sheriff's badge they did not play they didn't play baby and so i would go and sit with mother dawson every sunday doing church she was old school there was no she wasn't giving me no pen and paper to write She wasn't giving me no Sour Patch Kids. She would dig down into her purse and grab me a chunk of peppermints. And I hated peppermints. And she would get me one, and I would suck on that peppermint the whole time in church because I didn't want no more. But I sat with her every week in church. And I said, as a little boy, I said, when I grow up, and have me a church I'm gonna have me some church mothers like Mother Dawson and God has blessed me for 14 years and has blessed Hopewell with some amazing church mother. can we help me praise God for our church mothers here at the well y'all we can do better than that they are awesome they are awesome and so we're so excited amen for Mother Tessie and for Mother Moore being a part of an amazing group of women amen Luke chapter 5 verses 4 through 7 when you have it say amen If you don't just say, wait on me, pastor, wait on me. And it says this, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Verse five, master, I like this dialogue. Simon replied, we done worked hard all last night and we didn't catch nothing. But if you say so, I'll let down my net again. So this time, Their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, the preacher's going to talk about before you walk away. Before you walk away. God, we thank you. God, we praise you, God, we magnify you and God, we lift you up because you are great and you're greatly to be praised. God, you have been better to us than we've been to ourselves scripture says that if we had over 10,000 tongues we still would not be able to say thank you enough God that and, and, and that's just part of just what you have done this year if we look back over the course of our lives God we would before we can even ask of anything else I our, our, our thankfulness for what you have done for us over these years oh God would outweigh all the needs that we have in fact before we even ask for anything else God we'll be so caught up in praise and thanking you for what you already have done and, and the past things that you have done God how you have kept us from danger seen and unseen how you have provided naturally and supernaturally for us oh God how you have healed our minds our bodies oh God relationships oh God families oh God we've seen you do miracles father God time and time and time and time and time again God so we come ready to receive what you have to say to us through your word God you are such a great God that you know even in a room full of people in person and virtually father God how to speak to us as if it's it's a one-on-one conversation. That's just the type of God that you are. So we thank you and we praise you. And it's in the strong name of Jesus we pray. And all of God's people said, "Amen and Amen." You may be seated in the presence of the Lord before you walk away. Stuart Striking wrote an article. Well, a story. Well, a fact. He says, most of us are aware of the fact that pearls come from oysters. But do you know how they're formed? It all begins with an irritation. Everybody say irritation. Some foreign particle, for example, a piece of sand, works its way into the shell of an oyster. The oyster can't push the sand out of the oyster because it's too big. So what does the oyster do? The oyster finds this unwanted outsider, bothersome. And so it responds to it by covering up, by inventing a small secretion. And that's just the beginning. The oyster begins to send out secretion after secretion in the hopes of covering that piece of sand. The bigger the particle, the more secretions. And so eventually bigger the pearl. Life is also sometimes like this. The bigger the irritation, the greater the value. Let me say it again. The bigger the irritation, the greater the value. I'm going to say it again, Brother Steele. The bigger the irritation, the greater the value. What irritates us Is also catch this, you all, often what requires our attention, because there's probably something God wants to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) What irritates us the most is often something that requires our attention. Back it up, swims. What are you saying? God uses our frustrations and our irritations at times to get get our attention. And from that, God is trying to get us to recognize and to see that there is something he desires to do with the thing or things that may be irritating. In our story today in Luke chapter 5, Simon Peter can be able to attest to this oyster. Here, Jesus had just finished preaching to a multitude of people, throngs of people are coming to be able to hear Jesus preach. This is why I say uh, for anybody that's in church that the word of God has to be enough. Jesus teaches us that, that the word of God absolutely is enough. Notice here in the text, in the context of the text, Mother Moore, I like saying that, by the way. Amen. (laughs) Notice here in the text that as Jesus is preaching to the people, there are no musicians. There was no praise team. There were no screens. There was nothing going on. Nothing but the teaching of the word of God. And thousands of people are coming to hear the teaching of the word of God. To the point, so many people that he has to move back, step away, and he finds Simon Peter's boat, and he takes Simon Peter's boat, and he uses his boat. That's why I love the creativity and the innovation of Jesus. Sister, uh, Sister Sylvia, he takes Simon Peter's boat, and he uses his boat as a pulpit to sit down to teach the people. It was Jewish custom that whoever was that was teaching, they would sit down to be able to rest and be able to teach those that was around them. He singles out Simon Peter and said, hey, I'm going to go ahead. Notice here, he does not ask him, can I come and use your boat as my teaching tool to teach the masses? He sees Simon Peter's boat. He gets in the boat and he continues to teach the people. And after he continues to teach the multitude, he has a word for Simon Peter. He tells him, now go where it is deeper and let down your net to catch some fish. Scripture records. That Simon Peter has a conversation with Jesus. He, he's honest with them. And he says, master, being respectful, <laughs> showing reverence. He said, we not been at this thing all night. He says, there is no way that we'll be able to catch anything. In fact, beyond just catching anything else, we're exhausted and we're tired. We've been at this thing all night trying to fish. When Jesus, now please understand, <laughs> I love you. You are, you are the holy one. You are, you are righteous and all of that. But sir, your profession right. is healing people. Not fishing. Your profession is saving people. Not fishing. I am a professional fisherman that has been at this thing all night and have not caught anything else. And I recognize and know that good fishing can't be done during the day. It has to be at night. Peter is at a point that many of us, if we'll be honest, get to at times, he's ready to walk away. Bye, bye. I've been doing something for so long, I have the experience in doing it, but I'm not getting the results that I thought that I would get. I've been putting in the work. It's not like I have not done my human responsibility that that bald head preacher from Carbondale talks about. I've been doing my human responsibility. I've been calculating the cost. I've been writing the vision, making the plan. But yet still, one plus one is not equaling two. And I'm putting in work and studying for tests and I'm still getting the same result. I'm showing up on time to do what needs to be done and I still get overlooked for the promotion. What else do I need to do? Because right now I'm at the point of walking away. Pastor, I hear you with your story from Brother Stuart about how pearls are made, but I'm still not understanding how God is going to give the glory out of my frustration and my irritation that I'm experiencing right now because someone can be able to attest that the frustration and the irritation that you may be under right now is not fresh. This thing has been lingering for quite some time now and I'm still not seeing any results. So I'm ready to throw in the towel. I've been praying for my kids, and I'm still, they still bad. I've been praying for my marriage, and it's still not working out. I've been praying concerning this issue and this affliction in my body, and I go back, and they keep finding the same thing over and over again. In fact, I've seen other people that don't even serve you, Father, and they've been healed, delivered, and set free. God, I see folks who are not even faithful to the church, and you're saving their kids, and they haven't even called on you to save them. I'm ready. To give up and throw in the towel. I've been on this job. I've been on time. I've been faithful. I've been loyal. But I keep getting overlooked. God, I got this professor that you're going to have to do something before I lay hands on them and pray that they recover. God, you told me to go for this degree. You told me to go for this profession, but I'm yet not still seeing any progress. I'm ready to throw in the towel. I didn't know that it was going to cause this much pain. I knew I would have some struggles, but I didn't realize it was going to be this much struggle. I knew it was going to be some stuff along the way, but I didn't realize, it. God, you never told me all of this before I said Yes. So I'm ready to throw in the towel and to walk away. I'm looking at some people in this room today that's ready to throw in the towel and to walk away. I'm looking at some people that you literally, you can't see it. Sometimes we cannot see the victory in the middle of the battle. That we're literally on the edge, on the verge of something great, but we're ready to throw in the towel because I have been humanly working and exerting in this thing for a long time. (laughs) And I'm not seeing any results. And God, I'll be honest with you, I'm too tired to even be mad. I'm just ready to throw in the towel, close that chapter of my life, and move on to something else. I know, I know you're in the house. I feel you in the room this morning. I know you're watching online. I feel you even online. But could it be, 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 could it be be that Jesus wants to speak to us through Simon Peter to ask us a few questions before we walk away? Before you walk away, I want to ask you this question. Has your expertise counseled your faith? Has your knowledge, has your intellect, has your know how canceled your faith? Jesus meets Peter there on the boat. He gives him an instruction go deeper and cast your nets into the lake. Peter responds. Master, we've been at this all night. Again, Jesus, I love you. I reverence you, but this is not your area. I am a professional fisherman. I know exactly what to do. I've been doing this. I went to fisherman school. I know how to do this. I have my degree in fishing. I have my credentials in doing this. You heal people. You save people. You deliver. You touch caskets and people get up. I know how to fish. Could it be that Jesus is not testing his know-how He's challenging his faith. Jesus does not question the fact. Do you know how to fish? I know you know how to fish. But I'm challenging Do you have faith to believe me again? I know you know when to go fishing. I know you know the right reels to use. You know the right bait. You get the bait all the way from the Garden of Eden. You know what type of bait to be able to get. I'm not concerned about the bait. I'm concerned. Do you trust me again, even in the midst of the struggle to try again? Because when you are in the middle of irritation and frustration and things have not gone the way that you thought that it was going to go. The way that the enemy will try to play in your mind and play in your emotions and play in your feelings is to bring up a cursed word with the F. <laughs> not that word. Look at y'all, I'm in church when you're in the midst of a struggle and you don't get the results that you thought that you would have gotten, the enemy will highlight that moment and say that you are a failure. So why try again, Jesus, when I failed? Jesus, I have the right tools and I still fail. I was at the right place at the right time and I still failed. I did everything I was supposed to do and I still failed. The issue is not, do you know how, Brother Moore? The issue is not, do you know what to use? The issue is, can I challenge your faith to go back again? Not just back again, Justin, but back to the place where you failed. And try it again. He's not just challenging Simon with his spot by his faith and saying, hey, do you lean more on what you know than your faith? Do you lean more on your skill set than you do your faith? But he's also challenging him in the fact, are you willing to abandon your comfort zone to venture out into a space that you've never been in before? Oh, y'all don't want to talk to me this morning, but it's all good. Here it is, here it is. Could it be the reason why you may not be experiencing much success is because you've been playing it too safe? Could it be that you and I have not experienced the level of success that we desire to experience because we've been playing on the shore and not launching out into the deep? it's easier to play on the shore because I know how to work the shore. Right. I know when the wave, when the winds and the waves are going to hit the shore. I know when the fish are going to be able to hit the shore. I know everything about the I've mastered this Ebony. I know exactly what's going to happen, when they're going to come up, when they catch them, what type of fish are going to be there. I've mastered the shore but Jesus says you've mastered the shore by what you know I want you to launch out into the deep so that you can experience what I know. Oh God, I just preached this morning. You've mastered the shore off of what you know but he wants you to launch out into the deep to show you what he he knows, and what he has the power to be able to do. I like it because Jesus says, Peter says, He gives all of this stuff. I love it that Jesus is not—he's not weirded out by our humanity. Peter says, "Master, we worked all night. All we worked hard all night last night. Didn't catch a thing." But he ends it by saying. But if you say so, yeah. I'll let my nets down again. Here it is. Let me help somebody this morning. I'm helping all of us this morning. You don't need faith to play it safe. You need faith to take risks. You don't need faith to work the shore. You know how to work the shore. We need faith to be able to take risk and to launch out into the deep to experience and be exposed to what Jesus is able to do in us and through us when we have faith in him to do the impossible. He's challenging Peter's faith. He's challenging Peter. That you're only going to get. No, 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 that ain't it. He's challenging Peter. That your next level of success. And I know sometimes we think about being believers and stuff. We we don't want. We think that's a curse word. Jesus wants us to be successful. That's nothing wrong with that at all. As long as we keep him the center of everything that's going on, he lets him know that you your next level of success is predicated. Off of your obedience in doing what I say to do, when I say to do it, how I say to do it. Man, y'all should have popped up like popcorn. I said our next level of success is sticking with Jesus and doing exactly what he said to do. Where's my church this morning? I said our next level of success is sticking with Jesus. And doing exactly what he said. I'm prophesying, nobody receiving. Our next level of success is predicated off of us sticking with Jesus and doing what he says to do, when he says to do it, how he says to do it. Because Jesus, thank you, Holy Ghost, is the only person that can have you return to the place that you have failed to cause you to have the greatest victory in your life. Oh, my God. Jesus is the only man I know that can steer you back to your place of failure and cause you to be successful where you have failed. How does something like that happens, Pastor? How do I go back? a place that I have demonized? How do I go back to a place where I have failed? How do I go back to a place where it reminds me of my inadequacies and my insecurities? I go back to that place when I hold on to his word. I go back to that place when I stick with Jesus because I realize what the preacher said, that my next level of success is sticking with Jesus and doing what Jesus said to do, how Jesus said to do it, where I put it on the t-shirt. My next level of our Chris Swim's next level of success is sticking with Jesus and doing what he said when he said The whole missionary baptist church 400 east main street next level of success is sticking with Jesus and doing exactly what he said when he said somebody my family's next level I'll put your name on it. my family's next level of success is predicated on me sticking with Jesus Because he's the only one that can take me back, oh God help me this morning, to where I have failed and caused me to have victory where I failed. So Peter says, I done been here all night, but if you say so, (laughs) I'll go back and cast my nets again. And Jesus is pricking somebody's heart this morning and saying, I'm opening up the door for a second chance. And I know it's scary and you're nervous, but if you can trust me, oh God, priest swims your next time won't be like your last time if you can stick with me and trust me to go back to where you have failed your next time won't be like your. La- i need you to touch three people around you and tell them your next time won't be like your last time your next time won't be like your last time i know you may have failed but the failure is not a person it's just an event I know you may have messed up but that is not who you are your next time won't be like your last time because I'm sticking with Jesus and doing exactly what he said to do for for you walk away did you ask yourself the question and be real and take a self-examination? Have your struggles and your frustrations clouded your trust and faith in Jesus? Has your irritation and your frustration become so big? that It's a far reach in trying to reach for that faith and trust in Jesus. It's far, it's far, it's far. My my struggles are just overwhelming me. My my, 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 my frustration is just overwhelming me. I, I I should be praying more, but I'm venting more. I, I should be talking to God more, but I, I'm just full of anger and frustration and irritation, and it's crowding my, my trust and my faith in Jesus. It's crowding it. It's crowding it. I'm just... I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so exhausted. I'm just so tired mentally and emotionally. Things that used to bring me, they used to bring me joy to order something off of Amazon, but they don't even do it no more. It used to, it used to bring me joy to go to my favorite restaurant. They don't even do it anymore. I'm so irritated. I'm on edge all of the time, and because I'm on edge all of the time, it's clouding my trust and my faith in Jesus. I can't see the upper opportunities, brother Moses. I'm so irritated I'm so overwhelmed and it's crowding my trust and my faith in him who am I talking to this morning? Who am I preaching to this morning? The pastor, you're talking directly to me. Jesus here, Peter is there and he's saying, okay, okay, I get what you're saying and I'm willing to go out. I'm willing, I'm, I'm willing. If you want me to, I would do it. If you want me to, I will go ahead and do it. But Jesus, the reality of the matter is I've been at this thing for a long time and nothing has worked. All right. hasn't worked. So why cast my nets again? Some of us are scared to try again because there's always a small percentage that if I try again, I may fail again. It's always that, 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 that small percentage that if I try again I may be without hope again and I know what hopelessness looks like I don't like it, it don't look good on me it don't match with black, everything go with black but that don't go with black <laughs> so I don't I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to do that again because I don't want to be disappointed again and so we safeguard ourselves and say hey I'm going to stay on the shore because I know the shore but after a while the shore gets boring. I know at 1055, a wave gonna come through. (laughs) I know what to expect from the shore and I know that the deep is calling me, but I'm scared to go out because of what happened last time. Last time, it didn't work out too well. And if I go out again, Alex, it's a small chance that my inadequacies and my insecurities will be exposed again. Think about the context of where Peter is. I told you, it's a good, good group of people that Jesus is preaching to. And he's asking him to cast his nets again out into the deep a spot that he's never fished at before a spot that's unknown in front of other people it's one thing when you fail in private jennifer it's another thing when you fail in front of mama and daddy and grandma and big mama but it's something else when i fail amongst other people that i don't even know so you want me to run the risk of embarrassing myself in front of a whole bunch of jokers? (laughs) Jesus' response, I don't care about any of that. I want you to have faith in me, to trust me again, to launch out into the deep you know the shore, you've mastered the shore based off of what you know and your intellect. But now I want you to launch out into the deep because in the deep, oh God, thank you. I will teach you how to fish. In the deep, I'll teach you how to ride the waves. In the deep, I will be the one that will lead you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Many times we don't wanna jump out into the deep, oh God. It's because we have no control. And I would rather stay, oh, don't look at me like that. I know I stepped on your toes as well as mine. We have mastered the shore because we can control the shore. We don't want to deal with the deep because we can't control the deep. And anything that's outside of our control makes us uncomfortable. If you can't look at me, look at the cross. Look at the cross <laughs> on a hill far away. So that record. okay. So what are you saying, Pastor? Jesus is challenging us. I need you to trust me enough, oh God, that I am God enough to control those things that you can't control. I told you earlier, you don't need faith to play it safe. You need faith to go out into the deep and to take a risk. And the risk and the going out into the deep means that there will be some things that I won't have the control over. So, Jesus, I'm trusting you to lead me out into the deep. Why? Because my next level of success is predicated on me doing what you say, when you say, how you say. And trusting you enough that you are able to control those things that I cannot control. We stay where it's safe. Based off of only what we can control, we limit our growth and our success. We limit our growth and success if we stay within where we can always control. But not your neighbor, say neighbor. neighbor. He's calling you to go deeper. He's, he's, he's calling you to go deeper. He's calling you to go deeper. He's calling you to go where, where he has the power to be able to blow your mind. He's causing, you to, he's causing you to go deeper to a place to go back to where you have failed, where he can be able to give you victory, where you have failed. He's calling us to go deeper, to experience something that we never had before. Here we go. Before you walk away. This is okay. Are you willing to do what you really don't want to do? Are you willing to do what you really don't want to do? The other night, I had good, got good and comfortable in the bed. I had my pillows just right, y'all. The air from the ceiling fan had hit my pillow and dented my pillow in a spot that just looked beautiful. Then the fan that I have on my side of the bed had came in from the east and sent a wind to the second half of the pillow that one went underneath the pillowcase, Mama Tessie, and was there ready to minister to my body. I get in, I turned on my side, and I felt Jehovah Shalom come over me, the God of peace. That was about to sanctify my sleep. Close that eye. Close the second eye. It's on and popping out, baby. Sister Swim says, Chris. I said, Lord, what does she want? She said, are you asleep? I said, damn. I said, You are Jehovah Nisa, you go before me, Father. Amen. I said, No, I'll not sleep. She said, Can you go downstairs and get me some water? Saints, I laid there and just contemplated life for a moment. I said, okay. I saw I go. I make that mash dash out the bed, down the hallway, down the stairs. Because I'm just believing that when I get back, my pillow's going to be just like they were. When I left for that great sleep I was going to have, I go, I get the water, I give it to her, I lay it back down. And the wind had left the pillows. And Ichabod had entered my pillows. The spirit, the glory had left. It was no longer there. I didn't really want to do it. But I did it. There are times where Jesus will ask us to do some things by faith that we really don't want to do but we have to do it Simon Peter gives why he should not launch out into the deep I've been doing this all night we have not made any success at all nothing is happening nothing is popping nothing is going well nothing at all but he ends it by saying but If you say so, I will let down my nets again. Jesus, what I've been doing has not worked. But if you say so, I will do it again. Jesus, I've been struggling. I've been frustrated. I've been irritated. I've been going through this thing for quite some time. I really don't want to. But... I will trust and obey in doing what you said even though I really don't want to. Saints, the challenge for us is not if we have the skill set. It's not if we have the know-how. The challenge for us is do we have the faith to obey when what Jesus is asking is far reaching? The challenge, the challenge, we challenge we have here is not your skill set, it's not your intelligence, you got the degrees, you got the credentials. The challenge is do we have the faith to obey when we can't see it? The challenge is. I really don't want to do this, but I need to do it. Because my next level of success is predicated on me doing what he says, when he says, how he says to do it. Are you willing to do what you really before you even walk away, before you throw in the towel, can you do what you really don't want to do? Oh, well, Pastor, it makes sense in Peter's context, but let's put this in your own personal context. Can you continue to submit to a boss or a professor that has not been fair towards you And you've been trying to change departments, you've been trying to change professors, but your counselors would even say, it's too late to change now until the school year. And every time you thought that was open in a different department, somebody got the spot before you. Could those closed doors be God's opportunity to help us to grow? Could those closed doors be Jesus' uh, opportunity for us to be able to have faith and trust in him to do what we really don't want to do? Could it be, could it be, could it be that Jesus is challenging us to go and say sorry when you feel as if you're the one that deserves an apology? I was like, up oh, going to another church right now. <laughs> Could it be? Yeah, that's right. I'm like uh, unsubscribed, all of that good stuff. Could it be that what you are thinking has been sent from the Underground Railroad of Hell is an opportunity for your faith and your trust in Jesus to flourish? Could it be that Jesus is really saying, how much do you really love me? Based off of of our obedience? Before you walk away, are you willing to do what you really don't want to do? But if you say so, I let down I'll let the nets down again. Verse six, and this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners to the other boat and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. And this time their nets were so full of fish they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat and soon both boats were filled with fish on the verge of sinking. Peter dares to do what Jesus says to do and he launches out into the deep, yeah. unknown territory. Yeah. He launches out there. Why? Because he's sticking with Jesus. That's right. And he takes heed to what Jesus tells him to do. And his one act of obedience produced an overwhelming blessing. But it was too much for him to contain by himself. Oh, God, church, come. On, let's roll with me this morning. One man's act of obedience and sticking with Jesus produced an overwhelming blessing that was too much for him to contain by himself. Okay, I'll put it a different way. Because he did not walk away right. and throw in the towel, yeah. Sister needed. but he placed his hope and his faith in Jesus yeah. to return back to the place yeah. where he had failed. Yeah. And at that same place where he had failed, yeah. Jesus gave him the greatest success story of his life. Yeah. Yeah. To the point. there were so many fish in the net and get this you all there has to be an overwhelming amount of fish to be in a net in order for the net to start breaking there has to be an enormous amount of fish in a fisherman's net in order for it to start tearing because this man did not walk away And chose to obey God. God rewarded his obedience. By giving him a blessing. That was overflowing to the point. That he had to call out for other people. To come and help him contain. All that God had did for him. Who am I preaching to this morning? that God is ready to blow your mind in ways that you have never experienced if you will have faith and trust him and obey him God is ready to blow your mind if you will trust and obey him Jesus is ready to blow your mind in ways that would be ridiculous all because you trusted and obeyed Him. Jesus wants to blow your mind, open up the windows of heaven, and pour you out blessings that you won't have enough room to be able to receive it, all because you trusted and you obeyed Him. Jesus is ready to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask think or wish according to those that are willing to trust and obey him Jesus is looking for some people that say I'm sticking with you and I'm gonna do what you say when you say how you say and I'm gonna set myself up for an overwhelming blessing not just for me but in I read in the scriptures you have to be careful Bible readers this is why Sunday school is so important amen 8.30 every Sunday morning in person and online here it is <laughs> notice oh God all right, all right, all right. look at this you all look at this look at verse oh my goodness oh my goodness where is it Lord help me this morning look at verse 4 A lot of part of verse 4 Woo. now go out to where it's deeper and let your nets down to catch some fish. Peter didn't catch it. Jesus had told him to what to expect from the very beginning in the midst of his frustration and irritation. He didn't say let down your net, he said let down your nets. So he was already preparing Peter that what I'm about to do for you in this next moment in your life when you launch out there and step out on faith what I'm about to do for you is going to exceed what you have experienced before so I don't need you to have one net I'm telling you beforehand to have multiple nets because if you trust me and obey me I will break your we serve a net breaking God that can do exceedingly abundantly Above all, we can ever ask, think, or wish. Listen, that's why in the midst of struggles, in the midst of frustration and irritation, some of that don't even make sense right now. You'll catch later on. That's all good. That's all cool. Even in the midst of frustration and irritation, we have to find a place to calm ourselves be able to hear what Jesus is saying Peter missed it you're getting caught up on the shore and Jesus is telling you I'm telling you where to go and what to expect I'm telling you to launch out into the deep because when you launch out into the deep there are going to be fish there he gave him a guaranteed victory brother Lily He gave him guaranteed success. He said, get your nets, obey me, trust me, launch out into the deep. They're going to be fish there. Let down your nets. Because I want you to be a part Of what I'm doing. I want you to be a part. Of what I'm doing. Could he. Had just given him the fish right then and there. Yeah. But he says. I want to increase your faith. And I want you to participate. In your own victory. Let down your nets. Let down your nets. So I can break your net. Some of us, we get caught up on who we know. And we name drop. Oh, you know, I know so-and-so. Oh, I'm a member of this group. The greatest name drop that there is, is Jesus. Jesus can open up doors and opportunities. He can make people open up doors and opportunities who can't stand your guts, but trying to figure out why am I doing this? You don't have to worry about who you know. You don't have to worry about name dropping certain names and people to kind of get your way to the door. This next level of success is predicated on me doing what Jesus said, how he said it, and when he said it. In fact, I ain't even got to say who I know. I'm going to say what the sanctified saints would say. Take the Lord along with you wherever you go. go. Why? Because you're going to need him (laughs) everywhere you go. I'm going to take that name that's above all names. Why? He already knows where success is. He already knows where success is. I've never told anybody this but Brittany. A few years ago, I had a deacon reach out to me from another church. He said, Pastor, our pastor's getting ready to retire. He said, would you ever consider moving back home? I said, well, I ain't never thought about it. I, I don't know. He said, well, I want you to consider. I said, okay. So I ain't never had nobody come to me. You know, I I, I didn't know what that was, it felt different. It hit different, you know, I'll be honest. I said, okay. I said, well, Brother Dickens, since we talking, I said, what the numbers look like. (laughs) I said, just give me, a." I know you. You're limited to what you can say, but just give me. You know, just, just, just you. You throw, I pick up. You drop, I mop it up. You just said what it is, brother. Still, he said what it was. I said what. He said it's that, and then, and then. I said that. I said, well, you know, go ahead and send that job description over here. Let me let, let me look at it and see for a second. And I went back and forth. I told Brittany, I said, man, I don't know. I said, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I said, man, we'll be we'll be at home. I have my parents, my sisters, and stuff like that, kids to be around them. And, all of that good stuff. I was like, hey, we take this move. You ain't got to work. You ain't got to work. You're doing good. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. That would have been the first task. Don't know Jerusalem. Get your work. But I would have been at the house with you. <laughs> I said, Lord, this is life. This changes my entire life. He says, we'll pay for you to go back and get your masters. I said, what? Prayed. I didn't say anything. Didn't say anything. Didn't say anything. I said, Lord, I'm leaving it to you. Leaving it to you, the Lord told me, if you obey me, I will succeed your expectations and do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask, think, or wish. So since they say, see, I started doing some numbers after And when I started adding, I started seeing that God has done exceedingly abundantly above all. If you stick with Jesus and do what he says, when he says, how he says, he'll break your neck. I learned from that lesson, Sister Baker, not to be enticed by money. Because what's good is to go to a place where financially you're taken care of, but you don't have the capacity to lead. If I stick with Jesus, he will enlarge my territory. Before you walk away, before you walk away, has your experience canceled your faith? Before you walk away, before you walk away, before you, are you willing to do what you really don't want to do? Before you walk away, ask yourself, is your frustration and your irritation clouding your faith and trust in Jesus? If you don't walk away and you trust him and obey him, he'll break your net. I'm sorry, he'll break your nets. And do exceedingly, abundantly above all and blow your mind I want to pray for frustrated saints this morning pastor I love them I trust them but I'm ready to walk away and my challenge for you is not don't don't run don't run don't run don't run don't run it's easy to run but you'll never grow if you keep running You'll never grow if you keep running. Get some roots and stand still and watch and see what the Lord will do in your life. father in the name of Jesus I thank you God I praise you God I magnify you God I glorify you father I lift you up you are the great I am you are the great I am you are awesome you are amazing and there is no one father there is no one no one no one no one quite like you father and so Lord God we lift up our hearts to you today father we lift up our emotions to you today whether we're in person or online father God we come before you this morning Father God because we're tired we're frustrated Father God we're upset we're irritated Lord and we don't know what to do and I pray now in the name of Jesus oh God that we will give you every bit of our frustration and our irritation Father we give you our hearts we give you our minds oh God in the name of Jesus but most of all God we give you our obedience oh God to do what you said how you said and when you say it oh God in the name of Jesus we are ready Father God for our nets to be broken oh God we are ready Father God to experience oh God the overflow we are ready to experience over, uh, to experience Father God the exceedingly the abundantly oh God in the name of Jesus oh God so we thank you now for what you are about to do we thank you now for what you have done and we thank you for what you are doing right now in our lives oh God and we give you praise even in the midst of frustration we give you praise even in irritation even in doubt even in struggles oh God we give you glory and we give you praise and it's in the strong name of Jesus we pray and all of God's people said come on and give God a great praise right there